Hi, I'm Nate. I'm Noah. And this is the second Chats episode of Talking Lion. We just put out a new single called Don't Like Me, and we thought that for today's chat, we should talk to Alex Venegas and Alex Costa, who helped us make the song. Alex Venegas was the co-writer on the first day we made it, and Alex Costa came in towards the end to help us finish the production. Both of them are really great friends of ours, and we just thought it'd be fun to chat with them, especially considering we're all kind of quarantined. So we did it over FaceTime. Yeah. We recorded this episode March 28th, 2020. In the podcast, we lovingly refer to them as the Ugly Boys, <laughs> which... Uh, which is a nickname that I, I, I gave them at a writing camp that we were at. I don't remember why I did it, but I just, you know, they were standing together, and I walked in, and they walked into the kitchen. And I, I said, what's up, ugly boys? And for whatever reason, it's the name stuck. It's, the name stuck. <laughs> but they've become our kind of main collaborative core. We wrote Good with Alex Venegas. And we have future songs that we've written with Alex Venegas and Alex Costa, one of which is called Out of It, which hopefully will come out after all of this quarantine coronavirus stuff is over. Speaking of, we hope everybody is continuing to stay inside if that's the case for when this comes out. Or if somehow we've gotten out of all this by the time this comes out, we hope you're enjoying friendship and community and everything that we took for granted before all of this stuff happened. I want to give a reminder as well that we recently launched our Patreon. The Patreon is a way for us to continue to do this as well as support a community. And we pledge 50% of whatever we make on Patreon, we will give back directly towards commissioning artists, sponsoring music events, and supporting local projects. Not to mention, there's plenty of cool rewards for our subscribers. These include Google Hangouts, one-on-one Skype calls, shout-outs at the end of each episode, shout-outs on Twitter and Instagram. You might even wind up on the show. So please visit our Patreon and help support the podcast and our music community. For those participating in the Don't Like Me scavenger hunt puzzle, the ninth and final word is ugly. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, we set up a scavenger hunt on our Instagram. So check that out for a chance to win a cash prize. So without further ado, here's Alex Venegas and Alex Costa, the ugly boys, diving in on our new single, Don't Like Me, which is available on all streaming platforms. And we hope you enjoy our second Chats episode of Talking Talkin Lion. So hello, we are here with uh, Alex Costa and Alex Venegas, the Ugly Boys. The Ugly Boys, <laughs> and uh, we're we're talking You're about. Just gonna call me ugly like that? You know, you know, whatever. Actually, Noah, Noah did it first. <laughs> Noah called called you guys ugly first. You know. Yeah, I'm not gonna. And try it was to it was a collective. Decision. It's like you, you separated yourself from us, which was not cool. <laughs> I was, it was the rules of the camp. I didn't do it on purpose. I was just in another group that day. <laughs> um, no, but you know, uh, this song we all together don't like me just came out and so who better to talk it with than the than the alexes the uh the, the alexes the, yeah. uh, the, the dynamic duo <laughs> alex <laughs> squared we're taking a break from us usually what we usually talk about which is overwatch uh and <laughs> that's about it <laughs> that's about it overwatch and, and you mean and taking a break production. from what we literally were talking about before the interview started <laughs> <laughs> it's like how have you been but yeah but also overwatch right you know just yeah. being mercy you know just <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy how quickly we went right to that. That was good, guys. I like that. I think we had like five seconds before the conversation just sort of... Well, I'm, I'm only playing Overwatch because Alex and, and his girlfriend Eden made me. Like, I, uh, <laughs> like you know, they're like, it's here. You should play it. You're welcome. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 
you know, I, I appreciate, uh, especially now having a video game to just play. So thank you for that. You know, it's infinite content right. that Overwatch. For context, it's probably. I mean, it's probably still going to be happening when we're, when this airs, but we're fully in quarantine, deep in quarantine right now. Yeah, how, how are you guys doing with all that? Uh, <laughs> it's it's weird. It's weird. It's just it's just having to adjust to to this type of lifestyle, and it's so weird. Of like, usually you're out, and I mean, for us, it's nice being able to hang out with our friends basically all day, and going back in and and just basically hang out, write a song, and that's your like work for the day. But it's so weird not having that right now. This is kind of meh. Mm-hmm. It, it's weird how like the first half of the day is almost unchanged, like in the sense that you know, no, and I wake up, we get ready. I used to, I used to go to a cafe, but you know, I, I, there are days that yeah. I didn't, and and then we work on some music or work on whatever is on the docket for the day. But the second half is where it feels weird of like not being able to go out and see friends or see shows or improv. Yeah. My or life whatever. is exactly the same. <laughs> nothing like literally nothing to <laughs> say. Like, producer, almost it nothing has changed that. about it's my lifestyle different. other than like the occasional like oh yeah, I wish I were out right now, but like this is mostly what I do. I mean, other than the FaceTime <laughs> sessions that there've been a couple of, this is this is pretty much my is pretty much my jam. What what's like Oh, have you have you done some? I'm I'm like afraid done, to do I, the I, FaceTime. A, I mean, Alex and I have one coming I've up. Done, I've done two two that were like almost purely lyric writing, which is a little bit easier than trying to do music oh, that's stuff. that's a lot easier. What is, like, one, like, really nice thing that that you've been able to do in this thing? Like, something that you maybe didn't have time for that now you're, you know, getting to actually do? Uh, I mean, I'm caught up on productions, yeah. which is great, because that's, you know, haven't been in since I moved here. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, and as I'm saying that, I'm realizing that's not even true. That's a lie. <laughs> those pop up. Yeah, it was, it was funny. I was talking to Taylor yesterday, and he was like, hey, I'm so sorry. There's like three productions I owe you. And then I go, yeah, they're actually six. Yeah, I was like, we're going to have Politico fact check uh, that one, and we're going to say that that's, that's false. You know, that's uh, 65% true. No, yeah, that's the thing. Yep. I, I thought I was going to be able to like finish, you know, I, I was going to be like, you know, I'm going to edit all the podcast episodes and whatever. And if anything, it's been about the same amount of work done per day because now I'm just, uh, you know, before I was fighting against going out, and now I'm fighting against playing video games. Or watching TV. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm feeling life, life finds a way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling an awful. I'm feeling an awful way of like I can't like for some reason I'm if I'm not doing work I feel weird like where if I'm not at least attempting to write a song like and take a break like if I take a break and play video games and I do that I can't let myself be okay with that and feel good coming out of it because I'll be like I could have worked and I don't know I've been I've been juggling with that yeah. recently and it's been kind of a right because for me I haven't worked like like worked on music by myself in a very long time because I'm mainly a writer going from place to place writing with other people so it's just been uh, that's been a gambit of being yeah I'm by myself and I have to hold myself accountable to writing and stuff like that and that's mm-hmm. just been a that's been a challenge and a half recently yeah yeah, yeah I gotta I gotta fight against that impulse, yeah, I'm this, you know? yeah exactly yeah yeah I was, I was gonna say I, I also feel uh guilty when I'm not working but I'm fighting through that you know <laughs> <laughs> well oh. that, that, that's the thing is like I am definitely learning the difference between like what I said I didn't have time for and what I actually don't want to do yeah. Like there, mm-hmm. there are all these, like, there are definitely things that I've been able to get done that I definitely wanted to get done. But there are things where I'm like, well, I, 
you know, I'll do it when I have more time. And now I've got nothing but time. And I'm like, I would rather play video games, I think, you know, just, but, but that's the thing too, is like, I feel like there's been this weird sort of like wave and like undercurrent of like productivity versus self-care versus like making the mm. most of your time slash recognizing you don't have to make the most of the time or whatever. So I feel like I'm right. ba- trying to balance, yeah. you know, like they say Shakespeare wrote King Lear while he's in qu- quarantine. I don't think King Lear is great. You know, so I'd rather. (laughs) (laughs) Is that like some kind of bullshit argument of why we should be excelling? Yeah, apparently Isaac Newton came up with calculus during a quarantine, you know. I'm like, that that seems like bullshit. Came up with a lot of shit, though. Yeah. These are people who came up with exceptional things on the regular. Yeah, you know, that's true. But, and that's that's the thing is like, I could write a hit now, but I could also wait for all of us to get better. And, you know, (laughs) I mean, I could just write a hit, you know, I'll just uh, do it. Yeah, I also, I also feel like. I could write a hit any day I could write a hit. I've always (laughs) maintained that I I just haven't (laughs) wanted to yet. I've been waiting for the right time. I don't really feel like it, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, what's in it for me? <laughs> has has there been like a weird thing that you've that you've realized that you've done uh, since this? Like you know, like a Zoom Zoom party, or like are there things that like like I I never thought I would do this, you know? Oh yeah, I've had some family Zoom hangs. Those are fun. Um, yeah, had- and my family like they they jam. We like at family vacations. We like jam, <laughs> which is also I I I like doing it, and and I love my family to death. But I hate jamming, and I'm just not good at it. It's just not something that I ever, despite I guess growing up in a jamming family, I never. It's just it not just something I got good at. And now and now on the Zoom calls, they're like, there's been some pushes to jam on the Zoom calls. Oh like, no! Oh no! It's not gonna fucking. Happen. <laughs> you know what? Like delays just, are too. It's and a like, non-starter. It's just, it's just free jazz. It doesn't really matter what the timing is. Oh yeah, yeah. If, if anything, like the couple seconds of delay from a video chat is just syncopation. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's just we just have to live with the sync. We're gonna come up with some weird, weird rhythm. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet there's gonna be songs where someone, where people are gonna be writing over FaceTime, and the writer's gonna have two totally different ideas of where the melody starts in the bar because because of the latency on the call. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, and they're it's gonna, gonna finish the song and be like, "Wait, I didn't even know the song went like that." I, I'm just waiting. Oh for, my god, we yeah. talk. Yeah. I'm just waiting for a producer to go back and they get like there and they get they send back the bounce and everything's just like two beats off. Like all the melodies are just they're like this. Yeah. Yeah. What we did is like, yeah, I didn't think it sounded great either, but this is what you did. <laughs> that's what you, that's, what, that's yeah. what you were singing at me. <laughs> well, that's that's funny because I talked to Noah about this when we were working on Don't Like Me, and and it happened in a session. It's happened a couple of times, but it happened, did happen in a session with you, Alex Venegas. Well, I don't have to say that, Alex. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's like when when you're playing the loop, but the writers are hearing yeah. it on like that, just like that on the different part of the bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I just, we, with ours, Alex, I just like couldn't figure oh, it out. I was like, at the camp, no one I, I got into a big fight what you guys about it. I remember this. Yeah, because three, three of us were hearing it one way and Nate was hearing it another way and he just wouldn't come around to where I we could, were at. I, but it wasn't like a stubborn thing. It's like my ear actually couldn't hear. It was like a philosophical divide. Like, like. That's that's how I felt with that. Or even like psycho, it's, it's psychoacoustic. It's like I just couldn't It is hear. difficult to try to like find the middle ground because because there isn't. It's like you hear it or you don't. Yeah. And then like it's, it's having like, to get like everyone else to it's hear like it to yours like is like kind of like, that's a struggle for them too. <laughs> like it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. Now, now uh, yeah. for the people listening back home, how, uh, and also just for our own uh, amusement, <laughs> how do we all know each other? Uh, that's something I was, 
how that we was, all know each now other. Now I know. So I met. I met. Well, we met. We at the same time. So we, yeah. we met. No one I know each other. <laughs> we uh, we met each other. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Fire. No. So we met Alex. You and Eden came to one of our shows because you were friends with Evangelia back in New York. How recently after you had yes. moved from New York was that show? I was pretty soon. Um, we also only met Evangelia very shortly before moving. So we only knew her for like a couple of months. And I don't even think I met her until is that, was, she was like Edie's friend in, in New York. And I think I met her for the first time. Oh, no, I met her for the first time at our going away party. Okay. And then, oh, wow. uh, yeah, which is w- weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so weird. Especially if you're going to yeah. the same place as that person. <laughs> no, no, it was their, their going away party. Yeah, in New York. Ours, Eden and oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, so I met her there, and then we, yeah, we went to her show in, uh, I don't even think she had a set. It was just, she featured she on one of the songs. She played Window Seat with us, yeah. Win- Window Seat. Yeah, played Window Seat. And, uh, and then, yeah, we just all kind of hit it off, and we, we've been hanging ever since. And then we finally had our first session, <laughs> like, a year after meeting, which is crazy. Well, but. it's, what's, what's funny, uh, like, there's all kinds of, one, the night that, like, Evangelia introduced us was also the night that Evangelia met the Batsuki player, which sort of launched her Greek pop stuff. So that was like a big, yeah. like I, I, t- I talked to her about it. I'm like, I feel like cosmically that was a big day for all of us because it was just all this sort yeah. of stars lining. But I just loved hanging out with you and Eden so much that I'm like, I don't want to bring music into this, <laughs> you know? Like, I know. And then like in the periphery, you're like, oh yeah, this is something that I'm working on. And like Eden's like, this is something I'm working on. I'm like, this is fucking great. But also yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you guys are my break from everything. Like I want to play Smash Bros. It's, it's so hard being friends yeah, with, yeah. with your collaborators. It's like a really like thorny thing you have to work through when like you're working exclusively with your friends and you just want to hang out with them but you have a whole fucking ep to finish and then you just can't be friends because every time you hang out you have to fucking work on a thing like it's hard (laughs) yeah right i think it's a that's a very interesting thing between that all of us kind of met separately and then slowly came together to you know because like i met i met alex through eden where i'd i'd seen eden at some sort of ascap and ascap like collab lab thing oh whoa and then Right, and then, um, and then basically, before even sessioning or anything, Eden literally was there. He's like, "Hi, I'm new. I want friends." <laughs> and we were I was like, "All right, cool." So, that so then like we her. just, uh, yeah. so then we we went dancing, uh, I think, Never and then the next time we went dancing, Alex was there, and then I taught Alex some sweet moves, and then, uh, yep. <laughs> and then, and then and the I rest still is remember there. them. Well, and it's funny yeah. because he's I- got it. He's got it. <laughs> Venegas, like you and I'm shaking like, my head. You, no, I don't. We we knew each other from, from I know. Berkeley. Like <laughs> like we wait what? Yes. But I you, said he said he said he still got the moves and I said I'm shaking my head. No, I absolutely yeah. don't. And he was like, I you don't. <laughs> got him. Well, so we knew we knew you from, from Berkeley, but like we we and please and forgive me and correct me if I'm wrong, but we didn't hang out like the way we do now, like at Berkeley, like I, mm, we were in each other's yeah. peripheries, different friend groups, but by and large, yeah, just like I knew we had a lot of mutual friends. I knew of you, exactly. though, though at Berkeley, and and also, and we joke around about this for the life of me, I I I didn't know your name. <laughs> yeah, to you, I was I was George for the first like three years of knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, As I well, that was invited thing. you to play a house show at my place. And he's like, "Man, that George has got a great party place." <laughs> Wait, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your house was uh was Pratt, right? Yeah, sixteen Pratt. Yeah, sixteen exactly. oh, Pratt. Wait, that yeah, was 16 yeah, that was that and was you his still, place. And you still do have a great Whoa. party place in LA. Yeah, it works out. <laughs> Was that the Halloween show? That was the Halloween show. 16 Pratt. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my place. That was your place? That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't I didn't see I didn't realize that. No, that's that's the yeah. thing is like we had always sort of like intersected, but I feel like, you know, I was talking to Curtis about it. Like there was there were just other other things, and also I was like in my own fucking world. But yeah, that was what was funny is like like a peripheral friend who who I for the life of me thought your name was George. Uh, and, and like, I, you know, like I knew you wrote, but like sort of, I thought maybe you were also a video game person, which I guess in a sense you are, but, um, like more on the sort of sound design, like compositional side. And then, uh, Alex and Eden and I had started going to improv and like the second time we went, like I get to the restaurant and like you and your girlfriend are there. I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, fucking. Obviously, we've been friends and like been going, like seeing each other at parties and everything like that. But that was, I feel like, the first time we had like hung out outside of like a Berkeley party. No, definitely. You know, I feel like that was the first like real time, and it was very. I think you were still living like near LAX or something yeah. like that at that oh, point. Yeah. yeah. And you're you were explaining why Franklin was your go-to bar, even though it was so far away. <laughs> well, that was what was funny. <laughs> like all thing. these sort of like random like tangential sort of pieces became all of a sudden this like nice little community. It, it is mm-hmm. really cool looking at the steps that come into like building your community. Like there's a couple of times where you go in and I try to like backtrack like what things happened that made this moment possible. And there's just like so many weird chance inter- encounters that really bring that to the forefront. It's crazy. Well, and, and what's like f- funny in that space as well is that like I, you know, I feel like when especially sort of tangential Berkeley people hit us up to do sessions, I'm always just a little bit like iffy, like I, I always feel like a little bit off about it. Also, Noah and I for a while just didn't have people writing for Sleeping Lions songs, like other than like on a feature, like with How We Know or Window Seat. Yeah. But by the time you were like, hey, we should write together. I'm like, yeah, we've been seeing improv shows. We've been hanging out a bunch. Like you're fun to hang with. Let's definitely write. And then it wound up yeah. being one of my favorite sessions of that year. We wrote Good Together. And yeah. it was awesome. So yeah, so you know, so then we were like, oh yeah, we should probably we should probably do some some more writing together. Mm-hmm. Specifically, right before the holidays, we were like, okay, can we do a camp? But the camp is just us. And so that was that was kind of what started this camp thing. And then uh, I was I was seeing somebody in Chicago, and things were starting to uh, kind of unravel there. Mm. Um, and I very much brought it in to the sessions with with me. <laughs> it was good though. I'm glad you did that. That was that was. There, there's there's sessions where people like come in and then especially like artist sessions where the artist has nothing. And I never ever will have to worry about that with you, Nate. <laughs> You've always got such great topics and things to bring in that I'm just like, dude. I literally just sit on my laptop and just write down things that you say, dude. There's really nothing else to it. Well, I, I feel like <laughs> so like really. there are people I'm just like comfortable <laughs> around. Like you guys, um, and I felt this really strongly like at the camp. Like I just felt like I could just go. You know, like out of it, and we'll and we'll talk about out of it another time. But like the line about the mm. therapist, you know, like that was. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking swing and see, and that's like one of my favorite lines in the song. It's like I'm gonna, you oh, know, I'm gonna see how you guys feel 
about just getting weird with it and then we can always pull it back. But what I appreciated about the Don't Like Me session, because we'd already written a song the day before. Mm-hmm. We were sitting down, we were like doing the sort of pre-session like hang and I get a text from uh, my now ex essentially saying, hey, like I think we should just stop talking kind of cold, cold turkey to make this easier for both of us and just kind of like call it now. Um, and... And I just I get the text like it, like right as we're about to start the the session, and I you know I think back uh, like a couple days before that I was talking to my roommate Meg about relationships and like my, like my sort of patterns and whatever in them, and she kind of like pointedly and like with a with a loving honesty said uh, yeah you're mm-hmm. y- like you do all these things because you don't like yourself, and. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Damn. Sick. <laughs> uh, you know, should probably go to a therapist. But the day before our session, Noah was sort of playing like a, a little thing on the guitar. This little guitar riff. <laughs> and, and I just kind of went over it. I'm like, it's fine if you don't like me, baby. I don't like me. Not with any kind of like real melody, but just that that thing, you know. And so when th- we started the session, I was like, that's a really dark topic. And then like I get this text and I'm like, that is just dark enough for like what I want to <laughs> talk about. For what's happening now? Hell yeah. So I remember we like we went on like an hour long walk around the block first. Oh yeah. Is that, is that the day we went to El Pollo Loco, or did we just go to Starbucks that day? No, I think I think the first day we went to El Pollo Loco, Loco, and then and then the second day we did the around the block, and oh, yeah, then we, we got just back kept and we were like, we, we should keep walking, <laughs> no. and then we went to Starbucks yeah. because because you guys were like, do you want to go back yet? And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fear, the fear of getting in the room yeah. and starting. Uh, well, it was it was both like the fear of getting in the room and like just not being like being emotionally despondent. Yeah, not in like a fun, oh, let's write kind of way. Like that, at that that first moment before you go back to the house, you're like, I can't do this right now. Yeah, just the yeah, shutdown right, kind right. of way, yeah. yeah. Sure. Do I know how to write music? I, for, I forget. Can <laughs> yeah. I have that ability? That's how I was yeah. Well, Well, it's like, okay, I either, I, I'm either A, ignoring this to write something, or B, diving into everything I feel about this, and both sound equally terrible. Because I'm either like mm. lying and sort of like distracting and sort of being inauthentic, or I am like processing something I don't like. I'm processing something I wish just didn't happen right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. right. A lot of it was was there in the first kind of in the first sort of inklings of it. Like you know, Noah played the guitar riff. Didn't we record it with like a voice memo too? Yeah, that was voice memo guitars. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me try the that Charlie Puth thing on this Classic. one, and it, it worked. It worked well. I, I just remember you guys, like, as soon as we were back from that walk, and then you re- just immediately were like, hey, we got this thing. And then you just started <laughs> yeah. playing that. And I was like, this is dope. <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah. So I just, like, we started going off melodies. It was probably, it was probably written. I think maybe we had to re- we re-edited some lyrics, but I think the, the basis of the song was written in less than, like, like 45 minutes. Yeah. Like, we just had everything really quickly. Well, and, and it's just a lot of the connective tissue too. Like I loved, like, I think you were, you suggested the, the having like the, what happened being that sort of bleed over line. They're like, what happened? What, what happens, happens when, when I'm not I'm there? Not you know, there. like, yeah. And just sort of going through it. And then that triplet, um, I, I think it's in the voice memo somewhere of just you being like, like, what if it just kind of has this like run going on? <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I like if we have the pre, like the, the losing interest, because that, that's the underlying thing. I put you're running out of interest. I'm trying to figure out the way to. What about I feel like you're losing your interest? I feel like you're losing your interest. I feel like I'm losing my grip. I feel like you're losing your interest. I feel like I'm losing my grip. I like that. I'm constantly trying to fix this. I'm constantly trying to fix this. Well, I'm constantly trying to fix this while you're over it. Yeah. While you're already over it. But, because I know at some point I got boring. Because I know at some point I got boring. You're probably sick of my shit. So I guess this is it. You, like, you told me you were happy, didn't think you were a liar. Or didn't take you for a liar. Um, wait, for which part of the course? Course. You told me you were happy, didn't take you for a lie. Like, I feel like those those sections, and dude, I just get snippets from you, like, melodically. Like, you, you do something, and then I'll, like, extrapolate, being like, oh, that's cool, if it went like this, and go to that. So it's just, there's some, there. like, we do, we do really quick, especially melodically, we just do a lot of, quick back and forth which i think is a really good well good and what, thing to have what i like writer. what i like about writing with you is that like you let me do the lyric things i always trust you for melody so if in my perfect world every song would have just one note like going along like i grew up <laughs> on like sondheim and like that kind of stuff where it was it, it, i honestly started doing any kind of writing in like a slam poetry space so the idea of like certain melodies like happening like you you hear me i'll be like Forget this melody. Just listen to how the lyrics are sitting and like the the rhythms. But you'll hear yeah. certain melody ideas in that that kind of work. Um, but also kind of like, oh, okay. Well, I didn't go up that much, but you can push that up and make it like and punch that up and make that like you can make that work. You know, you can make yeah. that that feel like an emotional moment. Yeah, Costa, exactly. when you when you first heard the song, was there anything that like like stood out to you? Like anything that like resonated as far as like some of the early ideas i mean i love the lyric the like the concept in the chorus is fucking awesome it's so cool it's yeah i don't know i don't like me either just rapping it it's it's perfect the lyric is just perfect <laughs> um and i love the it, it's like almost like a like a jig yeah <laughs> it is almost like a jig you know um which is really cool and uh and the guitar line i, I thought was was excellent and and I mean you guys had a lot but you know by the time I was joining the song you guys had it was pretty well developed and all the sounds you had in were so cool like the, the those um those like triplet things that layer on top of the guitar I just think that groove can just carries like can carry itself so far you just sat on the on the merit of how it sounds it's just great definitely we recorded yeah. the gangs that that day too and that was like that was really fun. In the session. Yeah, I remember you stepped out to, did you take a call? I, I was FaceTiming my ex-girlfriend. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then, and then uh, <laughs> Venegas and I were just in the room, just like, you want to try some production stuff? And that's when I think I think you came up with just like, what if you just went like, hum, just like yeah. this like Lion King, like tribal humming sound. I'm like, that's like fucking sick. So we just like did a bunch of those and like added some weird shit to the end. Well, when, when Costa came in later for like, you know, when we were doing the, the production sessions, uh, we were talking about reference music and like, and, and <laughs> honestly, the first song that I pulled up wasn't like you know this pop song or that pop song, whatever. It was um, the greatest pop song of all time. Yeah, he is not one <laughs> of us from the Lion King two. 
Lion King 2. Oh, what a deep cut. That's Wait, good. That's good. Niggas, do you know that song, though? I don't, I don't think I know that one. That's so. That's funny. Deception, disgrace, evil as clear as the scar on his face. You know what's the, the biggest slapper from Lion King 2, though, is Upendi. That shit is amazing. Oh, oh Upendi. Shit. I think He Lives in You is a really crazy song from The Lion King 2. I don't know if I he know it. He lives in you. Well, and here, here's, the, John, man. here's the thing. is like It's not like we've, despite popular belief, we have not necessarily been inspired by lions in this. <laughs> Typically. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, you're you're digging that goddamn grave right now, then, bro. <laughs> no, I, listen. I, I, it, it hits me. It hit me that, that at a certain point, like, obviously, the lion thing has kind of happened, you know, even though we originally had named it after our friend whose last name meant lion in Italian. But it hits me that the moment that we start using the Lion King as reference material is the moment that we we have sort of, you know, dug our own. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so have you watched Have you watched Tiger King? Because we started we started it last, it last night. Because that's pretty relevant too. I'll, t- I'll tell you. By the time this comes out, that'll be last month's news. You know, but I know no one even remembered what it's called <laughs> yeah. or like what that was, like, what was. Tiger that? King. But um, no, I, and it was probably obvious, but I don't know. Uh, I when I came back in from um, FaceTiming with my ex, which at that point we actually that day we didn't break up, uh, or we sort of did, and then we didn't, and then whatever. It was, it was a, our ending was somewhat drawn out, but the, I remember coming back to the studio still sort of uneasy about everything and like hearing the low gang vocals and then being like, Hey, can we just do more gang vocals? Because I just, and I didn't say this part, but in my head, I'm like, I just need to yell. And like yeah. yell with uh. the group and just kind of have like the like gang vocals with with you especially just always like a fun kind of like experience. They're but fun. You have yeah. well, Venegas has a powerful loud voice. Oh my god, very strong voice. <laughs> it's it's strong, strong, I mean, strong like, for gangs. I can I can help out in that in that in that section very well. <laughs> well, it's strong. It's strong for everything. But you just have a lot of breath and a lot of power in your voice. <laughs> well, if, if there's something that I've been liking about the sort of pop punk reemergence, like the idea of like friend and like Jackson, like everybody like making pop music now is that you have these gang vocal moments now coming back in a meaningful way, you know, and not like in like a fight song sort of sense, but like, like just these ahs or these moments or whatever, you know, like I love gang vocals mostly because I like recording them. I feel like every song I'm just going to record gang vocals and then (laughs) either cut them and then mute them. (laughs) They're just like, Nate, this is definitely a ballad. Nope. We need to yell that chorus. (laughs) We need to to yell yell that at the top of our lungs. (laughs) Well, because it's like, I think, I think the reason I think everyone loves gang vocals so much partially is that like, that's what you want at the end of the day. Any good song is going to sound good with a crowd singing it. So it's just kind of simulating that as well it's like a bunch of people for sure it just it sounds like a bunch of people singing your song i think it's also inviting honestly like such an inviting thing to start singing into when you already know like you feel like you have a 10 or in some cases like 100 voices just singing with you that that is it makes it memorable in some place in some places on that Mm. it's also like from a recording standpoint like when i'm recording regular vocals i'm like 
okay, voice don't crack. Like, please hit that note right. Like, I'm just, I'm very in my head. Yeah, I'm either A, in my head about the actual, like, technical side of singing because I'm not a particularly well-trained singer, or I am trying to sort of be in the emotion of the song, which means like I'm just playing like a slideshow of like X's, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, so like recording solo vocals uh, is always just a bit of a head trip and also feels like method acting sometimes. Yeah. Um, whereas uh, when you do gang vocals, you're just having fun with your friends and it almost feels like you've had like a little bit to drink with your friends and you're just going off. Yeah, you know, exactly. like a little old fashioned sea shanty. But what what I also what, what I liked about Ooh. the early production, like the the early ideas that were set, was that a lot of it just kind of came from what was in the room. Obviously, the the gang vocals being sort of okay. Well, we're all together, and I need to scream. But also, like okay, here's the guitar, and here's the voice memo. Um, you had an upright piano in your studio that sounded awesome. It's an it's an old guy. You gotta love it. I I found a I found a tag on it that said uh it said tuned by it's like it's like R Lawrence nineteen forty two and I'm like oh <laughs> damn <laughs> whoa that's, that's crazy awesome. you know so a lot of like the piano in there is like unquantized playing along to the thing and then you had you have a is it a Hammond you have an organ yeah I have a Hammond organ here too yeah you have a Hammond organ in your studio too that you I remember you you lay down on the floor and held a mic up <laughs> oh, to yeah. to the it box. Was, it was yeah. It was during those early days of being like, yeah, where is the best? This thing was just abandoned inside of this garage, and I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. So I'm so even now still figuring out the best ways to record it, but at the time it seemed like the mm. best way to do it, and so I was just laying out We're on the floor, going prone and just just making yeah. it work. But what's nice is that like I feel like a lot of that like human stuff winds up reflecting in the song itself. Like the song opens with Noah actually like messing up the guitar line, like in the memo. Like it was not a sort of staged, like, you know, like he was like, ah, mm, okay, here. And then like, like plays it. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, when we were just comping that stuff and we found it, I'm like, that's kind of a cool way to start the song because yeah. it's about not liking yourself. And yeah. it's like, you kind of beat yourself up on <laughs> recording a little bit, you know? <laughs> Um, but similarly, like I, yeah, right. you know, when I was doing the organ line kind of at the end, I had held out the note mostly because I didn't realize the song had ended, um, or <laughs> didn't realize I was in my head recording parts that we could then fly in, but because it was in the sequence, it, it just sort of extended over after all the tracks ended. And I was playing like kind of jokingly, like it was a church organ. So I was going like, da, 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 like, <laughs> and the ending was sort of lame, so, because it, again, I was kind of jokingly playing it like a church organ. So we wound up just kind of like cutting it early and being like, well, okay, let's bookend this. And I can like stand up from the piano and, yep. and be like, oh, well, forget this song too. Whatever yep. that that one being a little bit more staged and recorded, but it feels cool. Yeah, and we recorded on the song. piano downstairs, really cool. you know, like we recorded it in our house, just in the room, you know, on on like a Zoom, right? Just trying to like 
again, making it feel like you're kind of there with this sort of thought, you know? Yeah. Right. So we, we wrote, we did the, we did the thing. Um, but mm-hmm. then in that time, cause I think by the time we were writing, don't like me, Costa and I still hadn't done anything together. Well, if it was before yeah, the, it was camp, yeah. the camp, the camp was our first session. The camp was your guys' first session? Yeah. It oh, was. that's crazy. It's beginning of January was our first session. And then, you, uh, so it, Don't Like Me was written bef- it, before the Yeah, ho- it was written holidays. in December. Yeah. Like the very so, beginning yeah. of December. So yeah, we did this camp, we did this camp together and just, it was like, I don't know, it was just like lightning in a bottle because we wrote this song called Out of It that just like really, you know, the people will hear it, uh, you know, at some point. Mm-hmm. And that song just like absolutely hit home for me. No, but yeah. Alex, mm-hmm. you were doing like all these like really cool like production things. And I, you'd also shown me like in the camp, I got to hear like you as a producer and as a writer and everything like that. Like I, because when we hung out, we didn't necessarily just like share stuff or whatever because we were playing Smash mm-hmm. Bros or going to a bar or whatever. You, yeah, we're busy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> But just like hearing just like how, because like, you had this one song like called Ashes that you guys did that was just nuts. That was great. Uh, at the camp, yeah. yeah. And it was just like this like nice blend of we did this song and then Jackson wound up hearing out of it. And Jackson was like, these songs are, are like 90% there, but like get somebody to like do well, like 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 just to, to get it right, just like to do right by the song. And like, you know, like Costa's got you. Like, and so... I like I hit I hit you up. We're like, okay, let's make this like the team. Like, let's make this how yeah. we're gonna do things for the foreseeable future. Let's just like go in. Yeah. So then there was production day, which I feel like production day is you you Noah and you. Like you guys went in. I was sort of like hanging out. I think I went to therapy at one point. Yeah, you were. <laughs> you, 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 you did go to therapy moment. during one, which is relevant. Um, <laughs> well, to the other song on, on theme. But, on no, I mean, but you the, you the had you definitely had input that was very valuable and yeah, like make it sound like the Lion King. Make it sound like the Lion King. An important an yeah. important note. Well, I think especially when it comes to production with Sleeping Lion, like no, we work best. There's a reason we made our first record while Noah was across the ocean, like. We work best when like Noah can try a bunch of things without somebody breathing over his shoulder. And then I can hear mm-hmm. it with fresh ears and make certain decisions about like these things or what what I'm hearing or okay, well he's looking at like the trees and I'm seeing the forest, et cetera, or vice versa. And so I feel like what what's nice about when you guys came in is I could have that same kind of experience. Okay, I could do some of my work, I can go but then come in and be like, Oh yeah, I don't think that I think like we're losing something here. I think we're we're and also mm. like have you guys heard this song from The Lion King? Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing is like I feel like with like you know Nate and I get demo love pretty hardcore with songs and with a song like that where it was so folky and so intimate when I was first I, I tried working on and it personal. and personal and personal when I tried working on it in Rome I started by like my first instinct was like, okay, it needs to bump a bit harder. Let me add some percussion. And I added some percussion and like a backbeat and it just didn't feel right. And I felt like I was losing something from it. So then after that, I was scared to like bring in a snare or like bring in more percussive elements. I'm like, no, I need to make this record work just as like a big folky wall of sound. And the nice part about having you on it, Costa, was just you came in and just like, yeah, here's here's a percussion loop. Here's a snare. Just put the snare there. And I'm like, oh, right. It can work if it's done well. Like it was just nice having another brain on it. <laughs> To just be like, yeah, like you, you kind of need a backbeat here, and I was like, yeah, you're right. At the, you're right. At the end of the day, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be there. Well, and we, we were going into the sort of production side of it, like with, with a scalpel. Like we were really like, like we, we had such demo love for the song that we were like, 
afraid to like touch to, it, to touch at it all. with you know yeah, and, right. and and because like you had heard it because also like you have your style and you didn't have that same kind of like initial connection with the demo you came in with a machete and what was nice was that like that is what the song needed like it needed somebody to be like well what if we try this like and push it all the way over here and in that way we can be like oh we actually like it over here or Okay, I like parts of what's over here. Let's bring it back though on like on this mm-hmm. this thing. Yeah, just go somewhere to know if it's you know, if it like you still it's still really helpful even if you're like, oh, oh god, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. Like because <laughs> then you know that you're in the right place on the other Learning side. Learning how not to build the light bulb. Yeah. As Edison yes. famously <laughs> tried ninety nine different ways or whatever the fuck it was. Well, <laughs> the one thing that we did wind up adding, like before any any like between the initial sen- sessions and when you came in, Costa was like we added the vocoder on the Oh yeah. Like yeah. we added this Oh yeah, that's nice. And what it did was it added like it it instead of turning originally the chorus felt kind of like like a one kind of continuous Block, but then that kind of brought in that kind of almost like halftime feel, yeah, or that like but we didn't necessarily know how to like execute it past that, yeah, point. So it was really cool to like have that, you know, like for you to come in, hear that, and then like kind of lean into it better, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And it's also, it was also so fun for me just to. It's not a role I usually take. I'm usually like starting songs or I guess I've done it a few times where I take stuff from other people and like finish. But I, I don't know. It's it was it was really, really fun to to play that role. And I'm excited to do it on future tracks. Like, well, the, I guess the the next one was the one that we started. Well, what, what's interesting about out of it is like you start <laughs> you started it. We're like so messing with it. And then I'm, like, like, <laughs> I'm like deep in crazy land with it. So I'm going to need you to pull me back out eventually. Oh, beautiful. Amazing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Perfect. Well, and yeah. deep and crazy, love. but that's like also you know, and obviously like when we get out of all this madness, you know, quarantine stuff, like want to do. It, I think it'd be really cool to do like a four session because even out of it, like was the three of us, and now Noah's sort of been brought in on the, you know, which is which is rare for us. Usually, no, it's yeah. Noah and I in the room. Um, doing mm-hmm. like doing the thing. We have not necessarily yet had a song start to finish be the four of us. And I think when we get out of the quarantine, it'll be really fun to do. But I think I'll also, definitely do that. I think like what I really like about how you approached it, Alex, was like you were just hearing, like you you would try weird stuff, but you were also hearing what space was in the song, like what like could be accented, what could have these counter melodies or these like I don't know. It was it was a very cool thing to watch peripherally to sort of watch Noah go outside of his comfort zone, like watch the song sort of evolve and then like all come together, like in this new sort of space. Yeah, it was a fun process. Also shout out to the skeleton dance. (laughs) (laughs) Like we can't, we can't talk about the production of the song without mentioning the skeleton dance, (laughs) which is just, (laughs) I forget how it came about, but I I think you were just like, Oh, let me put, put a little fill here. And you found some little splice thing and like chopped it up and it just sounded like a nice little, like, that's the skeleton dance. <laughs> Which is my favorite. Like, I'm never gonna be I'm never gonna hear this song again and not think about that. <laughs> the, the, oh, it's this it's yeah. It's like the spooky spooky skeleton. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. 
I gotta listen to that. That's <laughs> Do you know it's it's the fill before the? Yeah, you'll know the, it when the, you the, hear the it. It sounds like a skeleton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now you now that you know what it's called, you'll know it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but Alex, I'd be uh, well Costa. Well, right, I don't have to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be interested to know because I've I've always kind of wondered on on people like doing edits and stuff like that when they come in because I'm I'm a I'm a sucker when it comes to demoitis. Like I really get attached to things that I've just heard for a long time. So like mm. I'll I'll like replay songs and be like no I just really liked it like this like this is I've I've because and it's just because you've heard it for like fifty times at that point because you're always listening back yeah right so um I don't know what was that experience and what were like the first things that you were like yeah like th- this definitely needs to go oh this stuff like let's actually do more stuff that was actually in this realm like, I don't know I'd love to have just some normal songs of mine that like people can come in and just really do edits instead of me sitting over there and be like oh like 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 a lost child be like oh don't hurt him. No, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think, like, to your point, like, I don't think that, like, people realize that there are finishers, that there are people who, like, do come in and come in with fresh ears and do that stuff, especially because like demos, the thing you cry over, like demos, the, the first session, it's the, the car ride after it's like the thing that you have the most emotional connection to. So that's a very right. real thing. That's sort of demo, yeah. demo-itis. Nothing's demo-itis. ever yeah. quite going to feel like, like the people who, people like us who work in the weeds, who work in the gutters of mm. like EQing a vocal or EQing a snare into infinity or tuning a, a vocal into infinity. Like, it's not there's it's not as satisfying to like nail a final mix or to get a like as a mix engineer or even to get a final mix back as it mm. is to like make the thing. He, like hearing, it's never gonna oh, hit yeah. that same yeah, mark. That's, that's a great it's point. Much that's much less glamorous point. work. He, here, like mm-hmm. like the demo's the first hit and like the final mix is like the attempt at getting that. It's like this shit don't high get me high again, anymore. You yeah. know, like yeah. Like if you can get even just a taste of whatever that first high was, then you know your song hasn't like devolved over the course of production. Yeah. But I interrupted right. uh, interrupted Alex's question. I mean, my my instinct I think is always to go just way bigger, which I think we worked well together because I, I can definitely take that to an extreme, especially <laughs> in the context of Sleeping Lion, because you got you know you guys aren't doing like huge ridiculous drums like I often do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to skew like what's the smallest way I can make this slap. Like I'm, my my tendency is always like <laughs> if it can be clicky and not sound like a, like a bunch of tycos in a room, like that's what I want. And people are always like make it bigger, <laughs> make it slap, and I'm like, but it could be so intricate and delicate. <laughs> yeah, right, right. We're recovering folk kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but that but that's what makes your guys stuff so cool and so special in the in a like pop landscape of of everyone doing just fe- you know big shit that <laughs> doesn't really have a lot of intricacy. So yeah, I I think I wanted to do more like more drums, more, you know, louder drums and and just try different things in the course to That was the biggest challenge because we actually we, we did have to mess with it for a while, like getting the chorus right. That was the yeah, we, hardest we thing, that, that first chorus. chorus. For, for two straight days, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was like the, the meat of what we were working on. And it was just the goal to get it to feel different than the verse, I think, and and come up in energy, but still leave the song room to grow. Because this song grows a lot over the course of it in a really cool way yeah. that you know most songs don't get to. Or like, I don't know, it's it's sick. It's really cool, I think, how it, how it is 
come about. But yeah, that was the big challenge. So we we tried a bunch of things. We tried like doing like hard mutes, which I think felt a little too inorganic. Um, this is just hard to cut some of the things. Like you know, sometimes like there'd be an effect or something. Yeah, there, there was so there's so much going on in that session. So much of our time is devoted to like tr- like hunting down reverb trails, meaning like what is this motherfucker? We can still hear oh, something yeah. <laughs> that's not getting muted. Like I need to like make a track for this aux and put some mute automation there. Like it was it was a lot of like spreadsheet work just to get it to sound how we heard in yeah. our heads. And also you, me working on your computer, I was like oh, a yeah, you poor thing. I was like a baby learning how to use logic. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have like, to, yeah, to, to any other producer, even people who use logic who sit down on my computer, it's it's like they've, they've opened some arcane wizard book and they're just you've, reading. You've reskinned it, different reading, shortcuts. Reading the runes. I've, I've changed all the key, the key commands. It was literally, no, I saw your, I saw your logic and I use logic. So it, you know, and it, it wasn't it wasn't all that bad using it. It was also the fact I think you have a do you have a wheel mouse like or a ball no, mouse? A, no, a, you have a normal I have a, mouse. I have, a, I have a relatively normal mouse. Oh, you have a normal mouse. Oh, your mouse does this really actually really cool thing with the scroll <laughs> oh, wheel. Oh, but yeah, if you're not used to, when I first it. bought this when I first bought this mouse, which actually uh, when, when we did the podcast, I had just bought it, and Jackson was like, "I just bought that mouse. It's such a good mouse," and he taught me how to use the scroll wheel because I bought it and I thought it was broken, and I'm like, "This mouse sucks. Why did I pay eighty dollars <laughs> for this fucking mouse?" But then I learned about all the different scroll features. I'm like, "No, this mouse is tight as hell. You just have to look, yeah. like get used to it." But at first, I'm yeah, like, this is finesse so I definitely didn't really learn how to how to use that mouse, how to play the mouse. <laughs> but yeah, no, when you first opened your session, I was like, oh, I, did, I thought you were in Logic. I didn't realize you switched to Studio <laughs> yeah, One. Exactly. That's, that's so <laughs> <laughs> but he's in Logic. It just looks... Great, crazy what a couple colors will do, because yeah, it's just different yeah, colors. Right. <laughs> well, I just, I remember too, like, so w- with like the mute ideas, like when you when you guys tried out the... Fine if you don't like me, baby, I don't like me. Had that hard mute on the either, it fucking hit me. Like I was like, oh, like this can be my ether. Like my intentions, like in in the song too. Like the the feeling is okay. This is a really sad, self-deprecating song, but it's made for the point of like an attempt at self-empowerment of like recognizing the thing, resigning to it, and then kind of moving on from it. Um, mm. And so when there was like that cut. It was a powerful fucking part. Like it's it it. Mm. I feel like whenever there's mutes around a vocal, there there's an inherent kind of power dynamic in that. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like oh, sure. you have control over the track, and you are also standing sort of by yourself in the thing. So I think it hit home, and and it's cool because I think the mute is longer on the first one because you're sort of like alone, but the second one it's just this like very quick cut. And it was just cool mm-hmm. to sort of feel that kind of like intensity come out, not from like adding stuff necessarily, but from adding enough and then having all of that stuff get muted out too in a really cool, in a really cool yeah, way. Yeah, it's super powerful. And it helps that, that, I mean, that line is just so great, you know, letting it, it doesn't work with a bad chorus tag. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good, it's, it's a good, really good lyric and it makes a lot of, it's just, I think anyone can relate to that that yeah. feeling of that and you know highlighting it is does the song a service well it's and, and I, I, I don't know I, I i appreciate that especially because when the line was created it, it was coming from like a you know it, this very real place of like okay i kind of get why this person's getting tired of me because i'm also getting tired of me you know and it's like like trying mm-hmm. to f- totally. find that kind of balance it, it, it was nice because like the the day before too we had written a sort of more 
empowering song. So this was like, okay, we wrote something that actually had a, a, a happier ring. Let's get real mm-hmm. fucking dark yeah. on this one and see. <laughs> Let's get the sand part going. Yeah. Um, but I feel like also, you know, what, what we got like good versus like window seat or how we know is we had suddenly found a new kind of intimacy with our music. Like I feel like what good good felt very close. Good felt like you were in the room. Like good felt very candid. Um, even when like the trumpets and everything come on, they do feel like you're in the room with the trumpet. And I feel like with yeah. this, we wanted to balance that, like have the chorus be this, you know, big stereo moment, um, like it was in the demo, but having like the verses feel like like you know just somebody's talking to you like yeah. this conversation to the point where even like we you know when you guys put reverb in the in the verse I was like take that out yeah like let's have it be let's have this be you know it's kind of dry vocal in your ear you know I like it it, it makes it sound like personal because I mean I think when you're going through those those lyrics and everything is like this is like talking to yourself a little bit and like working through working through this issue and I feel mm-hmm. like making it personal, like actually making it drier to make it feel like th- directly talking to them, like they're right in front of them in the room, instead of actually having that space of the reverb making someone sound, you know, further away and kind of like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that was really. Well, yeah, the, the, the only well. reverb in it are uh, is on in the verse is on dead, dead air and not, not there. Dead. Like it's a very intentional Love use. That. Of like it's like dead air because it's just like reaching out to someone through the void, but then the rest of it's just like super close conversational. Mm-hmm. Oh, super cool. Super yeah. cool. No, yeah. I really like that. Are you guys uh oh, are you guys ready for the our, our weekly wrap up questions? Yes. Um hey, Yeah, hey, before we before we go there, I just want to say, um, I don't know who came up with the what happened to your patience line, but that's my favorite line in the song. What happened to your patience? Because I always think <laughs> it's a doctor. <laughs> or you're talking to a doctor and you're like, what the fuck happened to your patience? Doctor, what happened to your patience? What happened like to your a, patience? A bad, a bad doctor. <laughs> What happened to Every patients? time I hear that. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that, but I'm not going to unhear it. Yeah, no, I can't unhear it. <laughs> now, now we've, we've cursed the listeners, too. With, yeah. uh... Enjoy. <laughs> I've done you a favor. The bonus you get from listening to this podcast. We've ruined the song. for. We've ruined, we've ruined the, the, the heartfelt emotional intimacy of the song with the skeleton dance. And doctor, what happened to your patient? <laughs> <laughs> we needed, we, you know, we needed a, a rhyme for anxious, you know, and. I guess actually, in retrospect, it doesn't even rhyme that tightly either. Right? <laughs> <Doesn't even> <laughs> <rhyme>. <laughs> you know, we could have just a second version of just you know, full on. This is actually just us addressing a really bad doctor. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Coming, it's like it's like an intervention, being like, Jerry, you're just really bad at your job. Maybe <laughs> consider other things, Jerry. <laughs> well, I, I'm just I'm trying to now. I'm just thinking about like all the little lyrical edits like it was you know it was like uh, you want me to fight for you but I'm a shitty fighter was originally what it was gonna oh, be yeah. wanting me to fight for you but I'm a shitty fighter it's fine if you don't like me babe I don't like me either and like just like mm-hmm. like thank like thankful that we like caught these little things though originally when we wrote babe I've always been like this a desperate and annoying kid like we, we were all sort of like oh we can throw that like we could probably just change that and we came up with a line which was like I'm a desperate kind of masochist, and we're like, okay, we're between, mm. we're between like being a bit too much, and and a bit too sort of like like direct. Yeah, that line doesn't hit in the in the right kind of way. You know, and so I, I like I like kid because I feel like I always refer to myself as like a kid, like that. Definitely. You know, so so at first I was kind of like meant and to that, be like a placeholder, but it kind of stuck around, and we made sure when we sang it to kind of like throw it 
throw it away a little bit like this, but like like have kid just kind of not be vocalized. I, I just feel like with with the with desperate and annoying kids, to me that's so poignant because to me, even like me being twenty five right now, it's like I still feel like a kid, and there's still problems that I still feel like you know you're still learning, you're still figuring out how to address this, and like especially oh, this man, song yeah. being poignant is is such a an issue that people go to that will. It makes them feel like kids, like they, that they're just trying to figure this thing out. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels it to me the desperate and annoying kid. I think you did come to me at one point when we seen each other later on, and you told me about that lyrical edit. And I didn't say anything because I was still excited about the song. And I was like, "Yeah, man, sounds great." And I was just <laughs> trying to think about it, but I was like, "Ha, ah, I kind of like that line." But okay, <laughs> well, it comes back to yeah. demo love. Like there's some lyrics where if you when you hear it over and over again, you're editing it. Every time you hear it, like you're like, oh, I'm gonna change that every time you hear it. But then there's times where a lyric that you first sort of threw out that you meant to change, when you hear it over and over and over again, you're like, you know, rule of sevens, like the seventh time you hear it, you're like, oh, I can't change that. I can't change that now, yeah. you know? <laughs> Dang, yeah, that's um, so true. But it's also, I, I like the, the line after, like, didn't you say you wanted something different? That was, that's, you know, I mean, I didn't share it in the room or whatever, but we, we had written a song like almost three or four years ago after after another breakup I had. And the first line was, you wanted something different. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it was like, in That's my a great head, callback on that, yeah. I, I, I liked how it felt sort of ending that phrase because it was referencing this other, almost like another relationship too, this sort of like repeated yeah. cycle of like going for people who are like into this sort of desperate and annoying kid and then like kind of get tired of it at the same time, you know? Yep. Yeah. A callback oh, yeah. to another song in the Sleeping Lion cinematic universe. Exactly. <laughs> the, 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 the extended universe. CL, S, SLCU. There we go. Yeah, the SLCU. <laughs> Sounds like a college. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be a cinematic universe. Hey, don't, don't sell them short. Like we'll, the, we'll get to that. We'll get to the cinematic part of this. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Right, right, right. <laughs> Filming full Lion series after coming. this quarantine, we're going to come out with like three screenplays. Like yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I can get myself to actually write them and not, you know, be playing Overwatch the whole time. And not grind. Uh, I'll, I'll be writing in who's going to play me. Just letting you know. <laughs> Are right, you guys ready for the weekly roundup? Yeah, let's do sure. It. All right. What is something new uh, and something old you are listening to at the moment? New is uh okay. I, I'm I'm still What's not new? sure how to do it. Like Benny Benet, her stuff B E N E E. Oh yeah, she's so good. Literally everything. Everything about her music, I'm just loving because it's so tastefully done and feels so simple. But I know how hard it is to write songs like that, yeah, and it's just sure. like, gosh, it's so good. It's it's such a cool um, combine combination of like indie indie pop, like where it's like a really pop vocal and pop voices, but the instrumentation and the choices that they're doing with that kind of does really lend itself to super indie type stuff. Yeah. So I'm uh, and and like I I love that. So I've been listening to a lot of her and just just in awe. It's been great. Mm. My new is, I don't know what new is. It's like pop music. It's so dumb. I feel like new literally had to came out this week for it to be new. <laughs> <laughs> like anything, anything older than three weeks is ancient history, irrelevant, illegal to reference in a session. Yeah, my new stuff is this un, unreleased stuff from uh, this artist that is huge. And I'm, no, I, I'm not involved with anyone. Um, no, Ash, Ash Nico. Do you guys know no, her? No, no. She had that song, that TikTok song on uh, called "Stupid," where she goes "wet, wet, wet, wet." But her, (laughs) which like, I wish people could have seen your face doing that too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love that one. I like that song, but I didn't realize that she has like a huge range, and the rest of her stuff is really fucking cool. And her her single right now is called "Working Bitch," and it's so good. Um, so yeah, "Working Bitch." And hi, it's me, which is her 
the title track from her EP. You do old, because I have to think. I'm going to fly the question over to Noah real quick. Okay, uh, something new I've been listening to. There's this artist, uh, Healy, who popped up on a Discover Weekly uh, back in Boston. He had a song called Unwind. Discover Weekend. Discover Weekend. Yeah, we're all discovering our weekends, really. It's all weekends now. I I saw that and assumed it was uh, Maddie Healy's solo project. I I saw that, too. Maybe why I clicked (laughs) on it. But no, he's just like this like vibey, like down-tempo, like R&B, like hip-hop kind of guy. There's a new song that came out called Nike's on. It's just like a fun, like swaggy record that I've been listening to a lot. Cool. Um, I'm rocking to uh, Jeremy Zucker's awesome. Not Your Friend. Oh, that's such a good. Oh, oh that that's such a good so song. Good. Yeah, that song, oh. that song is there's just something really satisfying it's about so the way good. he just goes like, I'm not your fucking friend. Like, uh, what I love about that record is just how yeah. tiny and dry it is, but how much it slaps. Like, that's like such a, like, that's like, I feel like that's the shit I'm going for all the time. It's just like, it's just like an acoustic guitar with like a little bit of like flourish, a couple delay throws and just like really clean vocal production. Like that's like such a good style yeah. to be able to pull And off. you know what? The relevant, like relevant to what we were talking, very relevant to our whole conversation Really great use of, of group vocals. I like got chills when the when the yeah. group vocals oh, yeah. came oh in that God. song, and and That's I was so all, I still thought the same thing. I was like so impressed with how big it because he doesn't really do big. He doesn't really get big like almost yeah. ever. And I was so I was so hyped to hear that on a song from him. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I was, I was uh, blasting it in my car. And yeah, I, that reminds me. I gotta listen to that. He's obviously a, a pop guy, but it's so awesome like how much folk is in there like it's not surprising that him and chelsea cutler made a folk record together like there is so much like reliance on like tight writing and minimalism and emotion from the performance that like i don't know i definitely love that song yeah dude his his trajectory as an artist has been so i I was did you guys listen to him like I was a real fan from the start (laughs) you know i first heard him on that Um, on the black bear song yeah i first heard him on the black bear song Oh, okay. He's got, yeah, these EPs, Beach Island and Breathe. I mean, Beach Island is like, oh, yeah, that's very like way more. I, I went back super, and listened to it. Super hip hop. Like hip hop, like, RB, like, like, yeah. G- almost J- Jack Johnson, like, dude, dude on a college campus with a guitar kind of vibes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then, yeah, he's, he's just gone so, like, folky and cool. Oh, he's and, killing it. I love yeah. that song. That's one of the songs that Caitlin, that my girlfriend, showed me, and she just won't, she just won't drop it. She's like, ah, I showed you that, right? <laughs> like, just for once in her life, she showed me a song, and I'm like, yeah, it's great. You can really drop that now. <laughs> <You can really laughs> like, well, it was on New Music Friday, so it doesn't really count. You, you don't get to show someone a song that was on New Music Friday. Gotcha. Okay, Alex, you're old. You're old, Alex. You're, you're, you're old, old, Alex. You're old, fucker. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, I'm the oldest person ancient, on this call. Ancient. I've been just now having so much time in my hands I've been going back because I I just recently discovered a spot like do you guys remember when Spotify wasn't like you couldn't do you couldn't save an artist or a song or or an album but you had to put everything on playlists do you guys remember when Spotify was like that no that's before my time. Yeah, <laughs> was it? <laughs> but the um, but for that, um, I just remembered I I used to have all like I used to like make a, a artist playlist and then I would add all their songs to that and that's how it would filter through my artists. Mm. And then I realized that I made one like back in like. 20, 2012, um, I made like a, a playlist of all the indie things that I like because a friend of mine had asked me to make a playlist for him. And I've just been listening back and just listening like now doing music as much as I do um, and just going in and now knowing, uh, w- like figuring out why yeah. I like that song so much. 
has been just awesome. I've been loving doing that mm-hmm. and going back and listening to like Jungle Giants, like Vampire Weekend Contra, yeah. Vampire Weekend, um, Modern Modern <laughs> Vampires of the City, and then just like um, just going and, and listening. Especially Modern Vampires is just insane, and also listening like lyrics because like back then I didn't care at all. I was I was all there for a melody and a jam, and I was like <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly I'm like trying to like go in and see what yeah, they dude, did Ezra, lyrically, Ezra and it's amazing. Crazy it's fucking lyrics, really cool stuff. But I did not appreciate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that. That that genre and scene had the most insane lyrics. Their shit, they did, yeah. they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> they they just didn't. They didn't. They didn't care. But it's also just something about like they were just bring up things that you're just kind of like, whoa! I would never think to do that. Like I, I find myself going back and just literally filtering around like the same topics and same words because that's kind of what's in right now and just making conversational. And these guys were over here just doing just the weirdest things, but making it work. It's mm-hmm. so good, man. Well, like I grew up like very into like pop punk stuff, like pop punk and folk, which I feel like. Um, on the one hand, I stand by that, like, <laughs> while, while, like, mid-aughts pop was trying to, like, figure out what they were doing and then kind of, like, reached that kind of conclusion in, like, Teenage Dream and stuff, I feel like pop punk was, like, pulling up the rear uh, on, like, really great fucking hooks. Mm-hmm. But also what was, like, so interesting about it is, like, those pop punk bands were saying some of the craziest shit. Like, I was, and, and Costa and I have talked about this, I, I was a huge Say Anything fan as a kid. Yeah, say anything is not. And say anything has like, wow, I can get sexual too, like, which is a crazy lyrical song. Um, but they also, I mean, one of their biggest songs was literally like a love song that took place during the Holocaust. Like it is, and it's a yeah. beautiful. I mean, it's it's actually a beautiful song. Like it's a really crazy lyrical thing. Yeah, his his lyrics are. Nuts. Oh my god, yeah, Mac, Max Bemis. Mm-hmm. Crazy. But yes, yeah, so that's that's the thing is like I feel like so much of my lyrical drive came from enjoying these pop punk bands and and Broadway and you know slam poetry of just like okay here are all these like very candid words and not necessarily like what is the sort of word um, or words or phrases of the time or like the moment um but now I'm going back and listening to all this stuff and being like oh my god like the production in like early Paramore was nuts, you yeah. know? <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. No, but my, my old my, my old is uh, in, like, 2015, 2016, Lido did, a, like, not just, like, a remix and not just, like, a cover, but, like, a full flip of Here by Alessia Cara. But he rewrote Ooh, wow. the entire thing to reflect what it was like to kind of be in music at that time and about, huh. like, touring, about, like you know, just sort of dealing with this weird kind of like rat race mentality. There's also like at the time he was going through some trouble with a label because uh, he had done this remix of uh, Latch by Disclosure that did really well. So like he's just, he's going through like all of this stuff. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I really listen to it like once or twice a year just to just get that feeling of frustration out of my system. And, mm. and like, I just, I, I listened to it recently and it just, I don't know, hit home as always. It's funny. I've actually taken a break from listening to music, so I'm not listening to a ton of <laughs> stuff right now, but I was on a huge, like a crazy old music kick over the last couple months. So I'm just going to throw out a, a highlight, which is the the Frank Sinatra album in the wee hours of the morning. The wee small hours of the morning is just like a crazy, mm. it's like his, it's like his, uh, I, I don't know what the, what the thing for it is. It's like his Drake moment where he's just like, <laughs> just sad and like, 
just it's an entire breakup album of just Frank Sinatra being wow. sad and the whole being album <laughs> just sounds like a cigarette like it's just so yeah. it's just so smoky and 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 vibey and the the, the string and horn arrangements are like next level and it's just Damn. like entered my like one of my favorite albums of all time list sounds like a cigarette i love that i'm parting it yeah I'm gonna listen Definitely. to it now. Okay, so what's uh what is what is a, a cool thing you saw or learned this week? I, I think I think for me I've been like just having a ton of time to actually go through some piano stuff and uh and I've I've dug up the new uh a couple of those hand in exercises and I've been just working through oh, those. Nice. Yeah, that brings Gosh, those are those are uh those are fun. And then I love the ones that straight up like just just mess with your head so hard like you just have to like struggle your way through it at first and then it's it's like a very quick it's in like gratification where you do it for like two days and that third day you basically got it I love yeah it. so yeah it's just for me i've never like like piano wise i always learned like like chordal never really classically trained at all so uh so it's really cool to go through that and actually just see just how many basics i skipped yeah <laughs> on, on yeah, learning piano <laughs> so it was uh so it's been really cool just actually just forcing my way out of those out of those tendencies that's it's a been, good that's, that's a that's good quarantine task <laughs> I, might, yeah, I, might, exactly. I might do a scale quarantine. just see what happens yeah yeah do it do it <laughs> dude a hand in challenge we'll, we'll start that we'll oh. start the hand in challenge <laughs> oh my god that's like the most conservatory <laughs> meme thing ever yeah. right uh, I discovered that Triscuits are called Triscuits, not because it's like three biscuits or whatever, but because it was one of the first snack crackers to be made entirely with electricity. So that's how the name came about. I learned that on Twitter. That's stupid as fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that suddenly made Triscuits so much worse for me. <laughs> yeah. Triscuits are already I bad in my head, but now, now it's just now it's just. I don't know. I want an abis- I want Nabisco to fold now. <laughs> I, I'm I'm like <laughs> too big to fail, Al. Oh, no. I mean, yeah. I just love how like back back then it was like, oh, this is it, guys. We're the, like we're gonna be the only crackers to ever be made solely with electricity. <laughs> so we're gonna call them. <laughs> and they just Triscuits. kept up with that. Yeah, that's, yeah that's like, everyone's gonna stick with hand. I don't know woven grains. How do you make a fucking Triscuit? <laughs> It's like a basket. It looks like a basket. Dude, maybe that could be your quarantine thing is like you're just making Triscuits from scratch like Claire from Bon Appetit. Like you're just trying your best. The only fun fact that I could think of was I looked up this morning because I'm about to do a grocery run. And I'm like, what's the difference between bread machine yeast and regular active yeast? And and the difference is bread machine yeast is specifically formulated so it doesn't have to be bloomed. But also I also learned the difference between just nutritional yeast. Nutritional yeast is just regular yeast that's been deactivated so Ooh. it wouldn't it, it, it won't rise so or be alive dead yeast. right now i feel like nutritional yeast deactivated <laughs> i could i could use some nutritional yeast right now i'm hungry <laughs> yeah for I, sure I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you no no you just you just taught me the most about yeast that i've ever been taught <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I'm so thankful. <laughs> I think bread making has been a popular quarantine task for a lot of people. And I have a bread machine, which I have yet to use. So I think I'm going to finally oh, get into it. you got to do it. you got to make some. My family used to make bread, and it would smell so oh, good. It's, that's such a good smell. All right, lightning round. We're going to get through through the next right, ones right, as, right, quick, as quick as possible. No thought. Just, like, go. Ready? Uh, mo- movie and TV show that you're watching in quarantine. Um, Hunters for me. And movie? Oh, movie. Um, we just watched. Oh, um, she's out of your league. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, TV show just finished the Tiger King, but watching Better Call Saul. Nice. And um, 
movie <laughs> very relevantly if you have uh, seen it. <laughs> I, ju- I just with my girlfriend watched The Lighthouse, which is incredible. <laughs> oh, wow. But, but also relevant to being in quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> like you and Eden looking at each other just like eyes like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you got? Um, I've been watching, I've been catching up on Westworld because I want to catch up on Westworld. So I've been plowing through the second season of Westworld. Just finished nice. it last night. And movie, we just watched Coco the other night, which I had not seen. And oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's just, it's, it's, such so a, good. it's such a beautiful okay. little movie. It really I, I made a way. crucial mistake with Coco, though, where I watched it on a plane. Mm. And you better believe I was crying on a plane. There's nothing I could do. <laughs> yeah. It was just yep, me yep, in the yep. middle seat looking at strangers to my <laughs> left and right. Just and just my, the guy to my left going, Coco. <laughs> yep, yep, Coco. That is hilarious. <laughs> that is too funny. My God, that's like a, that's an honest mistake. I watched Coco for the second time on a plane. Like I knew my reaction <laughs> to it the first to. time. Thought I was gonna be fine for some reason the second time. Watched it and just fucking lost it on the plane. <laughs> like just as it, you know. All right, TV show Better Call Saul and Westworld season three just came out. So that's why Noah's. Catching up on stuff, I'm I'm caught up, uh, and also I'm reviewing them now. So hopefully, people nice. like these the reviews just just for fun. <laughs> uh, under the name Watching Lion on Medium, so that's a uh, no. Really? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Is I know, that true? I know, I know. Uh, just digging that grave deeper. Uh, movies. <laughs> Noah took Coco, so we watched Mark Maron's uh, End Times Fun Stand Up. For watching Lion, you need to at least have one week where all you do is review like Lion King, uh, <laughs> Lion King Two, Lion King One and a Half, the much slept on sequel. To be there was honest. A, there was a uh, a series, a Lion King series on on the Disney Channel too, an animated series. Ooh, yeah. There's so much for you. There's so much potential for watching <laughs> Lion on this. I'm gonna be honest. And then you can go to like other things. You know, there were lions in uh in the greatest show, in the greatest I, show. I could do Narnia Man or something like that. Oh yeah, no Narnia, Narnia duh. Oh yeah. Well, there's so much potential. <laughs> What's the last picture on your camera roll? Oh, it's a photo of uh, sushi takeout that Eden and I got last night. Nice. It looks delicious, and it just made me hungry. Mine's a, mine's a fun one. It's a screenshot that I had to take to prove to my mother that I did, in fact, call her that day. <laughs> She's like, well, I didn't get that. And I was like, but I did call. <laughs> um, my, my last one uh, is actually you guys. Uh, I, took, I took a screenshot of, the, of this chat, you know, obviously for the story. But the one prior to that was the first poster for Triscuits. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Beautiful. Baked with electricity. Uh, the last thing on my camera roll is a screen recording of a voice memo for the song that I wrote with Amelia Ali, Love the Ocean, because I made an Instagram post about it. Yeah. And the picture before that is an upcoming Instagram art piece that I'm working on. A working man. Uh, He's a, he, he, he does work. What are you going to do about it? No time for goofing no off No time for goofing phone. off. No, no, no. What's on your mind? Exclusively food at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I just filled up on chili killers, so I think I'm good for like three days. Oh um, my god, Home, homemade or takeout? Takeout, but from Marmalade Cafe, and if you haven't had the chili killers from Marmalade, then you haven't lived. That is some good stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, I want but, to. But no, I think on my mind is uh, how, my, how many hours can I justify putting into Overwatch? Um, <laughs> and uh, fellas, let's uh, let's let's uh, you, we all know what we're doing after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's on your mind? 
What is on my mind? Uh, food is definitely on my mind. I made a massive grocery list yesterday. I looked up like a bunch of recipes for stuff I want to make in the quarantine. Mm. So I'm, th I'm thinking about that because I want to do a grocery run. I'm thinking about how to get better at Overwatch um, <laughs> in general. YouTube. <laughs> yeah, because Noah, you're not like historically much of a gamer. Right? I am like, historically have, you know, much of a gamer, but I think ever uh, since moving to Los Angeles, I've become much less of a gamer. When we met, he was like designing video games. Yeah, I was. Like, I, I, I was. I played a lot of video games in high school. Oh. I wasn't MLG, but I did a couple like Halo tournaments back in my day. I'm like a veteran gamer, but, but yeah, since like I, I didn't, I didn't have a PS4 in college, and then I moved here. Uh, and then I, my, my dream was to set up the projector and buy a PS4, and then I did that, and then I ended up spending more of my time just making music, hanging out with my significant other, or yeah. watching content. So I like never got back full into the swing of gaming. Now that I'm in quarantine and single, it makes a little more sense <laughs> for me to play more video games. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. a little rusty broadly. <laughs> this is, Wait, dude, this I is wish we could. We got to play Halo together. Sometime. Oh, I would I love like, that. I don't. I, don't, I wasn't like tournament at all, but I played a lot. I'm not of that it. good, but I played a lot of it. <laughs> well, we'll see which one of us is not that that good. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the worst? Final question is, what are you looking forward to? Mm. Mm. Um. <laughs> wow. Well, to <laughs> be Fucking honest. Fucking devastating. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Hey, yikes. <laughs> For me, just to be done with all this madness. <laughs> personally <laughs> just to just to be able to like i don't know sophia grappari put out a post of being i miss my friends and put all these pictures of everyone hanging out going on yeah. going on hiking trails drinking together and god that hit me i was just like oh i really do miss that like video games can only substitute so much <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's uh so it's been um i'm just really i'm really excited to just like like some something I know it'll be over by then, but something was like I can't wait for like the summer to roll around and like I've recently got a lot of friends who just moved in the houses with pools and going to the beach and stuff like that. Like I don't know, I'm just I'm looking forward to that. Like that was like a a nice little oh yeah with luck that's gonna still be there. <laughs> so, yeah, that's gonna that's be what that's I'm hoping for. Up. I guess I took the big I mean, one, didn't I? Just the very, the well, the, like yeah, the, the, yeah, definitely <laughs> looking forward to that. Uh... I I forfeit my time. You <laughs> plead the fifth. He's looking forward to playing some Overwatch will, later on today. What's the, what's the? Yeah, I'm looking forward to to playing The Witcher Three. I know, that's so that's so sad. Looking forward to lunch. That's too sad. Looking forward to food. Yeah. What is, what is that they say in like Congress? I, is it I forfeit my time or is it I? <laughs> it's like I give my time to the gentleman from from North Carolina. It's uh, yeah. But it's I seed I seed I seed my time. I concede is the it, floor or something. Yeah. I I, I concede. I, I, I forfeit the remainder of my three minutes to the. I don't fucking know, but that's what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, what am I looking forward to? Going to the grocery store. Oh my god, it's all yeah. I want right now. It's the the I only thing I, I told myself yesterday. I'm going to go to the grocery store today, or I'm going to die trying. <laughs> Well, don't say that too loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say that in line at Trader Joe's. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously the elephant in the room, you know, being the the I, I can't wait for this thing to be be over. But right now, I'm working on a film for a friend of mine, and it's a really nice, like heartfelt, funny short film. And you know, I just got my I just got a round of notes to do but it was, it's just one of those films that like I really enjoyed working on and I was really grateful to kind of have this like project while all this was sort of going down so I'm looking yeah. forward for that uh, and also it'll be out by the time this is out but 
obviously, but I'm excited for Don't Like Me to come out um, and excited to just sort of figure out what our year is looking like kind of past this point and like what song, what songs we have to sort of move around, what songs we have to put on hold, that and out of it. Like I'm really excited about those songs and I can't that's, wait until we can actually record videos and like actually put them out. And it's just sort of a reminder that like a lot of the best stuff is around the corner and that like I don't necessarily need to be like super productive in this quarantine because we've already put in a lot of work before all this kind of went down. So that's great. That's a good mindset. Yeah. You know, and so I, I, I see this as like everything else past this point is kind of like a bonus. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and I, I'm excited for our uh, session at the end of all this. Really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The four of us. Awesome songs. That sounds like Hell a plan. Yeah. I was very excited about that. The reunion yeah. of yeah, the ugly boys. For sure. <laughs> the, ugly boys, the ugly boys plus one plus one Noah's, Noah's gotta <laughs> get ugly I gotta get uglier <laughs> can you imagine if your high school bully like just said you were ugly or he just called you an ugly boy that would be <laughs> heart shattering you get off <laughs> so <laughs> easily I don't have to imagine that Noah did that to our face I, you know I, I just did. had to relive that day at the camp you know like <laughs> and in that no, boy, no, but there's something like, very different up, about, about, about saying what's up ugly boys and going to specifically you are an ugly boy like that's fucking <laughs> Savage, like the singular. <laughs> you are one ugly boy. You are oh, one yeah. ugly boy. <laughs> no, but Alex so of and Alex, too, thank hey. you so much for doing this with us. I look forward to doing more when when the other songs release, and and look forward yeah. to the the Ugly Boys reunion when when all this is over. But you guys are like our best friends out here, and we're just really, oh, man. you know, happy happy that this worked out, and looking forward to playing Overwatch. We I miss yeah. you guys a lot. I, I think back to like the last time. We all went to No Vacancy together, and Alex just like presents Costa, presents kind of like this, you know, this group that we've, this sort of family that we've built in in LA, and it feels mm. especially now poignant considering that was like the last yeah. time we all got to go out uh, as a group mm-hmm. before all this went down. So I'm I'm looking forward to to, to dancing again and to doing it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. improv and all that of it. Like so um, good luck, it, guys. Man. Eat food. And uh, we'll overwatch and and hang again very soon. Very soon. Yeah. That sounds like a plan, guys. Like Thanks, guys. It. Appreciate Thanks. it. We would like to thank Isotope for their early support of Talking Lion.